Then our text for tonight is our reading from the Gospel of John, chapter 18, and especially Pilate's question, Are you the King of the Jews? Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Above the crucified's head would hang a notice. A notice indicating the name of the one being crucified and the crime for which they were being punished. And so above Jesus' head, written in multiple languages, were these words. Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. Now the religious leaders among the Jews, when they saw this inscription, did not like it at all. They asked Pilate to edit that title. They said it really should say he claimed he was the king of the Jews. And yet Pilate responded, I have written what I have written. Now whether Pilate refused this edit as a confession of some level of faith, we will never know for sure. But we should know, in fact, that Pilate did not choose this inscription with just ignorance. For he had talked to Jesus about this very topic, as we heard again tonight. He had asked Jesus if he was a king. Jesus' response was this, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have been fighting, that I would not be delivered over to the Jews. But my kingdom is not from the world. You say that I am a king. For this purpose I was born. And for this purpose I have come into the world to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. You and I who have been invited to call God Father and who have indicated our desire that his name would be hallowed also open our mouths and pray, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It is our confession that indeed we believe that Jesus is a king. In fact, it is our confession that we believe he is our king. And it is our prayer that his ways would order our ways, that they would order not only our ways, but our entire days as well. But if we wish to pray this part of the Lord's Prayer with sincerity and integrity, it is important that we would understand from the Scriptures exactly what the nature of the kingdom of God truly is. Otherwise, we might take this phrase that Jesus is king and turn it into whatever we want that to mean. So what is the nature of the kingdom of God? Well, as we heard before Pilate, Jesus made quite clear that his kingdom was not of this world. But if that's the only thing we heard, we might be tempted to think that the kingdom of God is just this spiritual reality, almost otherworldly, that has very little to do with what happens here on earth each day. We might think we should sort of just sit back and wait for that day when our bodies are raised up out of the grave and we go to that place where God's kingdom will be shown 
in all of its fullness. But it is then that we should remember that Jesus taught his disciples to pray that thy kingdom come and thy will be done should be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so while this kingdom is not of this world, it is in this world. It is for this world. The nature of God's kingdom is something quite different than any earthly kingdom had ever been and different from any kingdom that will come in the future. And yet it is meant to extend over all of the earth, bringing its reign upon all people. It is meant to have an impact upon those of us who live upon this dusty soil day after day. And so that's precisely what we're praying for and about that God's kingdom might come among us in our lives and in our communities each day. We are praying that the good and gracious rule of Jesus Christ, our King, might be extended everywhere upon this earth. For we understand by his grace that his reign is not about force, but about forgiveness. It's not about might, but it's about mercy. It's not about power, but it's about peace. And so we pray that that good kingdom might be extended upon us. And how does that happen? How does God answer that prayer? Well, Jesus told Pilate that this kingdom comes whenever someone or something bears witness to the truth. And that's exactly what Jesus did directly during his days on earth and has continued this work by forming his church, which is called to bear witness both in word and in deed of the truth. And so when we pray, thy kingdom come, we're praying for our congregation. We're praying for our pastors and others who help lead. But we're not just praying for ourselves or our congregation. No, we're praying for every congregation that teaches that Jesus has established his rule and reign by dying and rising for us. But our prayer doesn't stop there either. Since we know how good our king is, we wish for the kingdom of God to be extended beyond its current boundaries as well. We believe there's no nation or tribe or any member within those nations and tribes that should be excluded from living under God's gracious rule that he has shown us in Christ. And so when we pray this prayer, we're praying for missionaries and evangelists. We're praying for the lost and the erring in order that their hearts might be softened and their ears might be opened. And finally, while we pray this prayer, that God's kingdom and his will might be done on earth each day that we live, we know that in our hearts we will never fully be satisfied until we see that kingdom in all of its fullness on the last day. And so when we pray this prayer, we are also praying that that day will come soon, when every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is in fact the King. So yes, in one sense, the kingdom of God is something otherworldly, in the sense that it has its origin with God himself. But in another sense, it's entirely earthly, in the sense that God intends for those of us to live in this world, to live under the shelter of Jesus' reign. 
You see, in Christ's descent from heaven to earth and then to the cross, that is when this otherworldly kingdom became the kingdom that dwelled upon this world, upon this corrupted soil. The coronation of King Jesus happened at the cross. That is when the king was shown to the whole world to be a king with a crown of thorns. And ever since that day, the kingdom's been coming. It's been growing out from the cross into all the rest of the world. And yet we know that there are many places in our world where this gracious rule and reign of Jesus is not yet evident, where anything but his will is done. We even see this when we look inside and notice that our own flesh often loves to war against the king and his will and his ways. And so that is why we as the children of God are told by our king to always pray, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. And with Jesus, it does come. And it is done. Amen. You're invited to rise. Then indeed, may the King Jesus extend his reign and rule over us this day and always. We ask it in Christ's holy name. Amen. Amen.